Welcome to Fix It and Flip It. The current real estate market is ripe for rehabbing. If you want to learn how to buy the right property at the right price and learn how to project and control costs, then you've come to the right place. Our host, Tony Raffin, is from the number one rematch team in southeastern Michigan. And Kevin McClellan is Mr. Flipper Extraordinaire. Now, let's welcome Tony and Kevin. This is Fix It and Flip It. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Great. Good. Having coffee this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to wake up. I'm not a morning person. Oh, my gosh. That holiday, uh, that we had a double holiday weekend before the 4th of July, after the 4th of July. Yeah. What'd you guys do with the 4th? Anything good? Uh, God, my memory seems to fool me. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony just show, showed his age. All right. <laughs> gosh, I'm sorry, guys. It's I'm... only a week ago. Yeah. It's um, one week ago today, Tone. Did you on the water? I mean, did you go? No, you know what? Yeah, we did go on the water. We went on the water for a little bit. Um, Jess? Yeah. Um, we did go on the water for a little bit. It was uh, very calm. It was fun. It was relaxing. And But, you know, we always have boat troubles. You know what they say? Boat stands for bail out another thousand. Bust out another <laughs> or thousand. Or bust out another Bring thousand. out another thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blow, blew a upper unit on the port side. Did it's you? It's like, yeah, this is just getting ridiculous. Though. I will never buy a boat. All my friends have them. You know, stay with them. You got a thirty-eight foot cigarette. My buddy's got a forty-five foot Sundance. What do I? My <laughs> buddy's got a center console. My buddy's got a pontoon boat. What do I, I do? I know. Why Isn't would I ever crazy? buy one? Well, we got a special guest today. Oh, we got a real special guest. Today. Big one. We got a lot of questions oh for this gosh. guy. He, he, it's it's grilling time for Kevin today. <laughs> today we have the CEO or the hipster, as we call him, the hip CEO of Home Inspection <laughs> Professionals, Kevin Stripling. Kevin, welcome to the show. To the show. Where's our clapping? Yay! Hello, welcome. Tony sent him to the wrong address, but he's here. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say he was out on inspection and he, and he raced over here, but I'd be lying. He, yeah. To tell you we, the we truth, just... I was on an inspection this morning. So yeah, how'd it so, go? It went well. It was just uh, you know reinspection. Water wasn't on. We did the inspection, so I had to go back over there and take a look at it. Uh, everything checked out fine. So. Yeah, I mean Kevin owns one of the biggest and uh, most successful home inspection companies, HIP Home Inspection Professionals in this you know in the Tri County area. The guys all over the place. He's built uh, quite a crew of guys. He sends him and his guys all over the country, getting uh, uh, certified in all the different um, you know aspects of, of, of you know inspecting a home. I mean, you have so many different things. Name some things. You got radon now. You got asbestos. You That's got- right. Uh, I'm a licensed builder. I am a certified mold inspector and remediator. Uh, State of Michigan certified asbestos inspector. Um, I'm actually a 203K consultant. So Are you I'm, really? I am a 203K consultant. So if you get into a rehab. Which is uh, what we're talking about today. It's going to really help us quite a bit. So when you do a two or three K, basically what we do is we go in and we do the consulting. So we're the liaison between the lender, uh, the contractor, and the uh, uh, the client. So those get good. those get complicated, don't they? They can be. Yeah. Um, we'll go into that in a second. Yeah, Let's get we'll into the basics here real wrong. quick a lot because of Kevin. Um, I met you, let's see, this is 2018, so I think it was 2001. Probably. I've yeah. been doing inspections since 99. I went to work for a franchise in 1999, and that's when I met you, that's Tony. It. So then it was 1999, yes. Yeah, 2000. Wow. And then I think it was the first inspection he ever did, too, or something yeah, like so. that. Yeah. So we, uh, I worked for a franchise for about four years, and then in 2003, I actually started Home Inspection Professionals. and. Realistically, we haven't looked back, and I would no. tell you that Tony Raffitt is one of my biggest proponents, and uh, uh, we've done a lot of uh, inspections for you. The, over the biggest years. thing that I get out of of Kevin is 
he's not just a professional at what he does. And this is a compliment to you there. I, I don't think I, ha, I have been in, in real estate now. This is my 28th year. Wow. Long time. Where did the time go? I don't know. He couldn't remember what he did last week. I couldn't remember what I did. July, last, I know. So I'm surprised but, he can remember back But you know what's years. really weird is I look at Kevin and Kevin has replicated himself with every one of his inspectors. So if you don't get Kevin, you get Paul. If you don't get Paul, you get so, you know, it doesn't matter who you get. You're getting the same exact thing. It's like you can go to McDonald's yeah. in Michigan and go to McDonald's in California and go to McDonald's in France and they all are the same. Well, I mean, that's like Marcus Limonis speaks of the three P's, people, process, product, right? That's so right. he's that's probably replicated each three of those in terms of the process of the way, probably the biggest P is the process of the way Correct. that they yes, do Yes, his process is down. I mean, I'm sure I mean, there's checklists. There's, I mean, itinerary of exactly how they're going to do it. I mean, every house is different. I'm, every wondering, house why, is different. I'm wondering why you don't franchise. I mean, literally, it's probably in the works, and that's what you're well, thinking. We're, we're going to talk to our attorneys about that. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but no, I'm serious because the way you do things, and I know you do micromanage a lot, but what you've created was a, is a good lifestyle for yourself and your and your family, uh, a good a job for your uh, uh, your inspectors, and a great service for us as real estate professionals. Right. And you know, and and for me, I tell everybody they're like, "Oh, you're such a great realtor. You're this. You're that." It's like I'm not a great realtor. Who says that? I, Everybody. <laughs> I would say that you Everybody. are, Tony. Honestly, you know, and the one thing, too, about you, Tony, is, I mean, I, I, I see the, your integrity and and your honesty with your clients. And uh, well, thank you. I think that building your business and, and, and staying in for the long haul, as we've all done, Correct. I mean, you have to be honest. And realistically, I know this sounds crazy, but really, I didn't go into this to, to, to you know, make millions. For make millions of dollars. I mean, my, my theory on this is I'm, 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 I'm protective and I'm, I, I care about all my clients. So realistically, when we go and do an inspection, it's not like we're just turning and burning on this. I mean, I, I actually have, uh, you know, I feel like I'm I'm vested with the client too. Well, not with, only with not clients. only ethically and morally, I'm sure you do, but I mean, liability wise. Oh, you have to be. Yeah, you, there's you a lot of liability. You're the one signing off, yeah, especially with all the new certifications you've got. You've got just more and more. I mean, and I more can't more. believe how in depth you have. I've you know. People know I've you know sold my of my own properties over 100 properties and I've so I've I've gotten 100 reports back yeah, right. and I cannot believe over the years how much more in depth and, and sure. scrutinize and know. I was one of the first ones in Macomb County uh, I mean because that's our backyard I mean we're based out of St Clair Shores but we but go you everywhere guys go everywhere we go right. everywhere but realistically I was one of the first inspectors in Macomb County to actually start using digital photos and to start uh, using. Uh, Computer generated report writing. Yeah. And we're always evolving and realistically our reports have gotten to the point where we're actually getting ready to change our, our platform, uh, for our software. And it's a big jump and we're going to be tablet wise and phone wise. And so, I mean, I've always embraced the technology. Yeah. Times change. Well, you, you know, what's funny was the, the best part of what I do is I recommend people to, you know, certain contractors, certain trades, you know, and I know you're not supposed to, Hey, you can use this inspector or one of these inspectors. And, and I don't, um, well, it's inevitable that one of your buyers is gonna, is yeah. gonna ask you, and, and, you and here's the weird part about it. I'll a, say, I'll say, you know, we, we, we can give you a couple recommendations. Right. You can look in the phone book. That's right. I said, but if it was my house, if you want my opinion, what I like, and I would say, here's Kevin. And and the funny part about it is I look like a rock star right. when he walks out of the room because they're like, oh, my God, he was great. Whether the deal dies or not, because it isn't about the deal. We all know that. That's right. It's about the relationship. And if he kills a deal because he says this isn't going to work or this is going to be this or 
forget this isn't going to work. This is what it's going to take to repair it. Are you ready right. for that job? Yeah, and what, you just used a key term, a deal killer. And and one thing I've heard, I don't like that term. Well, and and one thing <laughs> I well, that's for regular <laughs> agents. But one thing I've heard in the real estate community, because obviously I know you know, even though I'm not a realtor, I know a ton of uh, realtors and, and and home inspectors that have heard Kevin and his company. They're not deal killers. Okay, you know they're they're going to give you the information right, and they're going to explain things. That's right. And and let let the agent and let the the, the buyer make the decision. It's my job to forward. make observations and report deficiencies. And sure. honestly, we don't really give estimates on hand. But with our experience, and I've got an estimation background as a as a licensed builder and a previous home builder, I can kind of give you an idea of a ballpark of what what the repair is going to cost. Well, let me ask you this: Do you do you? Because I feel I've ran into them. Do you feel there are probably more independent fly by night guys that are? deal killers that maybe kill a deal two or three because quite frankly they're they, just turning a client one that's client right. into four and they want they want and return I swear business. I found it I mean I've had some reports back that I, I truly think things were made up I'm like yeah. you know they said I use an electrical cord to attach a dishwasher I'm like no that's the proper whip that you use I mean I don't know right. what I don't know what to tell the buyer at that point when somebody's giving them false information it's frustrating that, that can't somebody be. trying to sell a house and invest in real estate exactly know? and so when you when you get to that point where uh, you know you have somebody who wants to just uh, as an inspector who wants to turn another deal into another deal and you know just yeah. keep it perpetual it, it just it's not that's not how we do it no, I mean you don't have to you got enough business right that's Right. I mean, so, I mean, we look at it, you know, uh, like I said earlier, Tony, that you're, we, you know, we're vested with the client and it's mm-hmm. our interest as well. And we want them to be, you know, and I, I consider myself an educator and I'm, I'm very happy about what I do, uh, just because of the benefit that I'm edu- educating people yeah. on their purchase and, uh, just, just looking out. It's for funny the best because interest. I say the same thing. People say to me, you know, you, 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 you sold so many houses and I've sold over 7,000 homes in my career, but I've never sold one. Okay. Yeah. We educate. We have two jobs and, and you're probably the same. And, and I'll, and I'll go into a second. The first one is to educate because that's the most important thing is to educate your clients so they can make a good decision. The that's second right. job we have is to entertain. And Kevin's got some great one liners, you know, like people get wrinkles, houses get cracks, cars yeah. get rust. I and, mean, and women get beauty lines. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little chuckle here and there, but at the end of the day, it's fact based. It's knowledge based. And after somebody goes through an inspection with Kevin, they can really, or or his team, they can really go in and, and start learning about what they're doing. And uh, my wife and I just got done doing a rehab in St. Clair Shores. Okay. And the funny part about it is going through all the inspections she's gone through with you oh, and, yeah. and your team. Sure. She's like, well, what about this vat baffle vent that's supposed to be over here? And I'm looking at her. And I'm like, where'd you, Where'd learn, you learn that from? Right. She goes, Kevin, what do you think? Right, and it's right. like, hey, Tony, how many types of basements are there in Michigan? There's two. Those that leak and those are gonna that are gonna leak. <laughs> Where'd you learn <laughs> I that? that. So. <laughs> Listen, I I've got more one liners that this guy has given me. It's because I go through his inspections and and. I, and I've built several houses yeah. and I've done several rehabs, but I always learn something every time. I go through with you, and it doesn't matter how many times I go through it. I always learn something. Well, how many inspections do you guys do? I don't know if you can release that info, but I mean, you know, I think last year we did probably about uh, we were fifteen hundred. Wow, oh my God, fifteen hundred inspections. But you have to understand, you know. Let me give a big kudos to my staff. Uh, how many you guys know, you got on staff? Well, we've got Paul, we've got Jerry, uh, I've got Kyle who does my sewer scoping. We do sewer scoping now. 
uh, and does all of our uh, septic and well evaluations. I've got Chris and I've got Tina, who is my my rock, my right hand person yep. who handles all the back of the house. And I've got Kristen who answers phones from you know two o'clock in the afternoon and one o'clock until seven o'clock at night. So cool. our customer service is impeccable. I like to say that absolutely. And honestly, I wouldn't be here today without my staff. So well, how how do you deal with you know just in general we're we're in the you know, the, the society and time frame of everybody wants it done now, right? So especially with as competitive as the real estate market is wow. with multiple offers, you know, I, I get offers with 10 inspections. And one of my things is, no, I want it done in three or five. Like, I mean, it's just because in case something, you know, you guys back out this or that, I want to move on to because I got three other offers that I'm... I got you. So, so when they call you and say, hey, we need this done. Uh, today's Thursday. We need it on Saturday. Well, usually you know? we can accommodate. We yeah. can usually accommodate you. And that's why we have some, I mean, with our inspectors, we're able to fill that in. I mean, what we're seeing today though, and this, you know, with the, with the no inventory on the market, a lot of times agents will start using the contingency period for negotiation. Like you have a 24, I had that last year. We have a 24 hour home inspection contingency. I'm like, you're not going to get anybody of any good quality. <laughs> anybody hours. of any quality. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and especially the agents that don't aren't the uh, inspectors that aren't computerized. We had an inspection a couple weeks ago and the guy did the inspection in the morning and he's like, I'll have the inspection to you tomorrow afternoon. What? Right. How are you going to go back and write an inspection up and, and, and print everything off and then hand it to them? That's right. That's part of the training is, I mean, we, we, we give you same days. I mean, we don't do same day service in regards to booking inspections, but realistically, when you, we're usually about three to five days out, if okay. that gives you a little yeah. bit of comfort yeah. Yeah. with that. But you get the report at the time of the inspection. So in it's, our average inspection, it's in your email yep. and it's done. By the and time it's there we leave the inspection, it's on your phone. And yeah. we usually ask you, have you checked your phone? Has the phone pinged yet? Because right. you get the inspection. Now, now the buyers and the isn't. I just heard that the agent. It's it's somewhat law or, or or whatever you call it that the agent has to be present during inspection. Or Absolutely no? not. The agent does not have to be present. The seller's agent. And me as a seller's agent, I do not go to home inspections because once a seller or the seller's agent knows about a certain issue, let's say something happened, I, I, a toilet leak or something like that. You've got to disclose that on the seller's disclosure statement. And especially when you work for financial institutions, banks, or, you know, for what we're talking about flips, they, re, they refuse to allow us to be there and they do not want any reports because they do not want to have to disclose any defects because they right. didn't know about them before and they don't want to know about them sure. now. My opinion on that is I prefer when the, when the buyer's agent is there. Right. Uh, and also and the, buyer, right? and and the buyer, buyer right? I recommend it, especially on the investment side of things. I mean, what percentage of guy of, of owner occupant buyers, aren't they there like 90 some percent? Of the time? I would I probably tell you. Yeah. I don't know. They the want to be percentage. there. They want to meet I, you. They want to see what you do. And right? what happens what is sometimes, you know, <laughs> we get into hostile situations where, you know, I've seen this in the last month where people don't, you know, they don't want to sell the house or they, you know, they're just, they're just, you know, they're, they're, they're counter. Uh, I don't know what the term for that. They're, they're going back behind me and saying, well, I've never had a problem with that. And that electrical's fine. And, and a lot of times when my agent's there, I can let them run interference for me so they can, they can talk to the, to the, the seller that's at the house and just, you know, they want to make sure that the house is locked up and just yeah. everything is, is, is the way that they left it. We left it. So the way that we found it, I should say. Yeah, I, as a buyer's agent, I always show up. Yeah. To uh, home sure. inspections, you know that I walk through. That's right. I help. I help you give your one liners. <laughs> That's right. Tony, Tony knows my spiel. I know. So he can I know how gutters need to be four feet. I, I well, mean, I, a lot of realtors have a good relationship with an inspector. I mean, that's that's a big component. I mean, besides the appraisal, the inspection, and then just getting it to close are the, you know the three main components. It's of getting so a deal weird. I don't know close. how anybody cannot have a relationship with this guy. Right. 
he is by far, I tell everybody, the best of the best. And once again, I'm not saying it because I'm looking for something for free. But I tell you one thing. He makes me look so good. Well, I'm sure when he shows up, those buyers, this is their biggest purchase of their life. Right. That's right. I mean, we all know that when Mm -hmm. it comes to the house. So there's emotions involved. There's anxiety. There's nerves. There's cold feet. So when he shows up, I bet they look at him like he's, you know, he's God. I mean, like, well, there's so much trust. I built built him up enough and he's never let me down ever. Yeah, I mean, the thing about it was when you show up with the client, I mean, realistically, impressions are like that. You have 30 seconds to to make an impression on somebody. And yeah. the way that we come out and all of us, we say the same thing. And this is how it's going to happen. And this is what's going on. I need you to follow me along. Here we go. What's right. the average inspection time? I mean, I know it depends on the size of house, and how many sure. rooms, you know, but your average, how, what is it, three hour to I would probably, hour? I tell you about two and a half hours. But realistically, I tell all my agents, allocate two to three hours, realistically three hours, just just in case something, what we find and what we don't find. Then just we in also case have, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, you call the diff- inspection a little bit different, like an investor inspection. Sure. It, it, it's a little bit different because right. usually the house is vacant, right. so you don't have anything to move around. So it's, uh, you. It, what is that called? Well, we do investment inspections. Investment and I've inspection. got in- investors from all over the world that use our services. Uh, we usually give a little bit of a discount uh, 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 price. I mean, you start doing us in bulk. Yeah. You know, you were going to give you the discounted price for it. But a lot of times when I'm dealing with investors overseas, that sight unseen, we take a lot of digital pictures and we put that in the report. Sometimes we do cost of cures. We can actually put the cost of cures inside the report because a lot of these investors from all over the world, they're, they're not going to see this property. No. You know, and, a lot of and, times and it goes got, in the report for they, they got a, they got feet on the ground here. They got, sure. they got they're a contractor yeah, and, contractor and they're exactly. not getting the best information. So happened yeah. to a buddy of mine out in California. He sent his, you know, GC by and kind of missed that the, you know, the basement wall was, you know, cracked and, you know, in, in Boeing and, you know, and the other thing too is, you know, when you, when you go on the investment side of it, keep in mind, I've been doing this 19 years and it's one of these situations where I know neighborhoods pretty well. Yeah. Uh, St. Clair Shores is my backyard and I can actually tell you, Gross Point, I can tell you, what street are you on? You know, oh, yeah. you're on, you're on uh, Hampton. Oh yeah. You're going to have movement over yeah, there. Yeah, right, right. If you're on, if you're on, you know, Allard, yeah, you're waterproof in your basement. Yeah. yeah, you know? yeah. If you're in Ferndale, you know, you're going to be snaking a sewer out with yes, tree roots. Royal Oak kicks. Yeah. So exactly. that's huge for any of our investors that are looking or getting into the flip game. You know, you can call a guy like Kevin and his company hip and they'll come out and do, I mean, is it, is it, in, it just as in depth as if an owner is buying it? Or is it kind of like a cursory hour, like look for the big items? Cause we know they're going to be redoing the house anyways. Well, a lot of times, I mean, we don't, I mean, because normally when we go through an inspection, we check all the windows, all the receptacles, all the appliances. I'm not going to sit there on an investment inspection and watch the dishwasher run or wait for it to. Right. I mean, we run it on a short cycle. So basically, yeah, it's a little bit of an accelerated. A bit. Yeah, it's sure. an accelerated sure. process. And therefore, it's not as much. Because you understand if you're going to take, you know, if you're going to reside the house, I mean, okay, we're not going to look at every crack and, you know, crevice on the right. exterior siding of the house. I mean, it's important for your investor to know if it's asbestos or not. Right. But sure. a lot of times you're going to go right over the top. Of that Sewer stuff. lines are a big thing for an investor. Out of, I mean, Honestly, yes. And honestly, I can't tell you, I've picked up more investors just on our sewer scoping side of things because realistically, where you're at, if you're in South Warren, you're in Ferndale, you're in Royal Oak, I mean, the tree systems, anything really built after pre-1980 is probably going to have a cast iron or a clay crock pipe. And honestly, they're susceptible to root systems growing into them. And honestly- Even cast iron? Yes. 
five, five, uh, you know, for, for the $150 that we charge for that service, that could save you potentially three to five to $8,000. Oh, if you got to go, if you gotta go into the place. street, you're oh, talking you're, 12 or 15. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, you're, you're three to five on a good day. Then good. I got a good question. Yeah. This is okay. a good way to start because we've already gone in depth faster than, you know, everyone, know. Else, everyone who always watches or, or listens to us is like, Dude, you're all over the place. That's what you get when you get excited <laughs> people about doing what you do. We're not we're boring, boring, yeah. you know. Why do we do home inspections? Seriously, what? Kevin, why do we do home inspections? Well, uh, once again, it's the biggest purchase of your life. Uh, the per- you know, And basically, this is an insurance policy. This is a, an insurance policy in regards to uh, finding out uh, deficiencies. It's an education like mm-hmm. you talked about. Um you want to make sure that your biggest investment in your life, you're being protected so that you don't have major financial uh, uh, issues. Or any surprises. Surprises down the line. I mean, you could be in the house for, you know, six months. I mean, something could happen, and that's the nature of things. I yeah, mean, right. Uh, can you tell me when that light bulb's going to burn out, Tony? Nope. Okay, so once again, I can't predict the future, but at the same time, if we can give you life expectancies and we can- And the average life expectancy of an air conditioning unit is about 10 to 12 years. 8 to 12 nationally. 8 to 12 nationally, and, and since we only use it for half the time, it's usually good for double the time. Right. And that's what <laughs> It, it's amazing. Like I keep saying it again, and I'm going to yeah. repeat it one more time. This guy is badass. He knows his stuff. He knows the stats, and there is going to be no surprises. But every once in a while, you do run into surprises. That's what's, right. the, what's the average cost of a home inspection? How is that determined for our viewers that are that are watching and you know to buy a home? What we do for uh, what we do is we usually we go by square footage. But I can probably tell you the average home inspection is usually about three hundred to about three hundred and fifty dollars. And we okay. start going up when you start getting into two thousand twenty five hundred square feet. You start getting bigger when you start adding on multiple, you know, HVAC systems. We usually charge a little bit. Three-story homes. I mean, you're, you know. Yeah. Uh, and keep in mind, too, when you start talking about commercial buildings, because we do commercial inspections as well, and we do infrared, uh, we also fly drones. So, I mean, bigger. What's, what's the infrared do? Fill people in. Cause well, that's... okay. Uh, I had a situation in uh, East Point commercial building, and it was all electrical heat. And we actually took our infrared, and Kyle and I, we talked about going out to New Hampshire. We went to FLIR's world headquarters and became level one thermographers. But we took our <laughs> infrared in there, and we, we, we found two of the coils in the ceilings that were non-functional. Wow. So how do you fix something like that, especially on electrical heat? So and it's built into the ceiling. It's built into the ceiling. So realistically, I mean, we, we potentially saved that client. $20,000 or $30,000. Yeah. Wow. So just things like that water penetration, we really can't pick up a lot of water penetration. Um, but a lot of times if there's an issue or if you think that uh, we had a client in Rochester Hills three weeks ago where there was some bubbling in the, uh, the stucco and he wanted the infrared to make sure that there was no water penetration back behind it. And it was interesting, too, because we shot that house and we could actually see because it was a hot day, 95 degrees, and we could actually see the cold registers from when the air was running yeah. on, the insi- on the inside of the house. Wow. We could we could shoot that from the outside. Wow. So you, you can guys, see that we bring technology to yeah. it. Oh, yeah. And, do you uh, guys do any infrared in the air from the drone? Do you have an infrared camera I do from not, the drone? Tony, you fly drones, man. Yes, I do. That's expensive. Oh, uh, I didn't. I never yeah, checked it because I, I just fly them for pictures for my clients. You know, I mean. That's military grade. I was gonna, just going to say that. I was, <laughs> well, they're I was using say it. that's military they, they use grade. It to fi- they, they use the, the <laughs> infrared drones, which is basically just a camera on a regular drone, but usually a bigger drone. 
uh, like a, an, a commercial drone. And then they use it to check for gas leaks on pipes yeah. because the temperature of the gas is different and you can see where the right. gas is leaking. So you could still do it from a rooftop to see where maybe your insulation isn't working That's properly. Right. Or lack of insulation. That's another thing, a big uh, uh, deficiency that we can actually find with that. And the other thing too is when we start talking about energy audits, if you want to see what air movement's doing and everything, once you get into your house to try to make it a little bit more energy efficient, then that's when we would actually, you know, you'd call for an energy audit. They would bring a cold uh, 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 a blower in, and we'd start to create zero pressure. On you there. guys do that? We don't do it yet, oh, Tony. We okay. don't do it yet. I mean, <laughs> fifteen hundred inspections a year. I mean, yeah. you know, and we try. You know, keep in mind too, as inspectors, we're uh, uh, we're members of the American Society of Home Inspectors. Not a lot of people are. That's right, and that's really the, to me that's the doctorate level of of my profession. And then there's InterNACHI. And honestly, if you're choosing a home inspector, you want to make sure that they have they have certifications. Uh, with either one of those organizations. The reason why is because we're required to do 20 continuing education uh, courses, uh, units a year, not, not like a real estate agent. Well, we do, uh, eight, eight hours or six hours a year, 18 hours every three because we relicense every three years. You guys have to do 20 hours, 20 credit hours? 20 credit hours. So you're saying you know more than Uncle Joe that's going to come by in his sweatpants and do, you know, a, do, and a, I would do tell a home you, inspection. You know what? That's my biggest comp competitor. <laughs> I, know, Uncle I was going to ask, I was going to ask who your biggest competitor uh, is. My, my neighbor's He'll do it for a hundred bucks. He'll do yeah. it for a hundred bucks. He's bought five houses. Yeah. He knows it. My dad. Well, he could build a house. He's a jack of all trades. My dad, he's bought five houses. He knows everything. Yep. But yep. is dad going to pull the distribution panel? Is dad going to be really? Is, is he dad going to crawl under the, the crawl space? In the crawl space. Does he know code? They Does put he on their Tyvek suits you know. and, they crawl, right. and, their, and their breathing masks and they're muddy. And they, he always carries two or three different pair of shoes because they don't walk outside and then walk inside with that's the right. same shoes. You never know he, what you're going to step in, Tony. Th- that's correct. <laughs> doing <laughs> or, things be, in, or lay in. Doing things in Michigan, it's a pain in the asked to me to flip houses in Michigan because because of the weather, Cold. the elements, the outside, the exterior, you can't do a whole lot to. How do you overcome that hurdle well, when you have somebody and there's a foot of snow on the roof? What we do is we actually try to climb the roof. And then once again, with the drone technology, a lot of times we can actually see uh, chimneys. Um, but what we do in the wintertime is we can, you know, basically we can just take a snapshot of what's going on. So we set the ladder up and basically we all my guys carry shovels, and then what we take is we, t- you know, we use brooms and we try to brush off as much of the snow on the ice as we can, exposing the shingles. So That's right. Dimensional three tab, how old possible? Exactly. I can yeah. tell you if it's a dimensional shingle or it's a three tab shingle. I can lift it up and make sure that the drip edge is there, and also I'm going to make sure that the ice shield is up there. Okay. Because a lot of times those are the biggest components, and you know the reason why we use ice shield is because we had a lot of problems in the winter time with gutters being dirty and lack of insulation. And we had a lot of ice damming issues. 20 years ago, we saw that all, all the, time. the time. What's called three foot, but a lot of guys do six foot. Technically, on, on the, on the yeah. roof for the ice I, my roof, I did it completely oh, right to the top. Yeah. I started laughing and it's like, he's what's excessive. Gonna, he's excessive. I am excessive. Well, but when every, I do, everything you do is over the top. When everybody, whenever, whenever, uh, yes, but if it's your house, it's a whole different ballgame. When you're building your house, when you're doing your things, I call it open checkbook. Yes, there is a certain level of okay, enough is enough. But if you if you take your foundation, and I had that watch guard uh, basement foundation system put in when I built my house, where it's got the little plastic bubbles, it's got the mastic. Oh, I like and that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Well, I oh, mean, you're talking dirty to Kevin now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy time. Yeah, he's hey. excited. He's getting excited. Basement. Yeah. Well, you know, the, when he can't I, stand when, up. He's excited. And no, when but, I see that, I know that the client did. You know that they did it. 
Right. Yeah, yeah. I brought in yeah. I brought in two gravel trains of pea gravel around the base, about two or three foot high. Then I brought in seven gravel trains of of grade two construction sand. So you can literally spit in my yard, and it drains down to the stone and goes into the sump system and clears out. The basement is now twenty years old. There's not a crack on the wall. There's not a rod hole leak. There's nothing. And when people don't realize, if you start with a good foundation, doing everything else is it, it doesn't matter because it's oh. not going to go away. And how many houses when we talk about builders and investors need to know this too is when you're looking at basements what happens is builders are trying to turn the next one and turn the next one and honestly it takes time for concrete to cure cure. right and if you backfill up against a wall with the concrete not cured properly it cracks it and that's really why we have a lot of basement leaks yeah and in, in the older communities more mature communities the drain tiles they put clay crocs around the base of that and that stuff fails right and what happens is or Somebody stepped on it and broke it, or they put and socks they didn't say around anything. it, and now you get hydrostatic pressure. You get water pushed on those walls, and it goes higher and higher and higher, and that's when you start to get leakage and seepage. Well, I mean, like you said, these communities that are 60, 70, 80 years old, I mean, just the building code, the materials, the knowledge they had back then just is nowhere near. Methods and materials Ooh. of construction change all the time. You and said, I, yeah. I, I drove through, and I've been in some of the buildings uh, here in downtown Roylux, some of the high-rises. And were the you know they just weren't built properly, and they've had even water. the newer high rises. Yes, there's a couple of them over here on Maine that they actually had to strip the skin off on them because they built the the decks and they weren't flashed properly, and they were leaking onto the lower other decks. Oh my no. gosh! And so that's why my clients, actually, was one of my fraternity brothers who lives over there, and he calls me. And he's like, "Yeah, man," he goes, "They're they're reskinning this building, and why?" So I kind of went over there and investigated everything. I did his inspection. You would think even condo high rises, you don't. A lot of people don't think Why that they need have to, to have an inspection. Right, because yeah. it's just concrete and four walls. So once again, and I think that there was a – I don't know, but the, I think there was a lawsuit and there was a homeowners oh, association sure. issue with it. And it, it wound up costing people money. The, the, oh, the, people oh, the association. There. Yeah. So, so we, we don't got a whole, a whole lot of time left. So what are some either horror stories, funny oh. stories? I've seen your pictures you post on Facebook, Facebook. Of, of some of the crazy stuff. We call that, that my house find. porn. That's my house porn. That's <laughs> what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mean. He's got a great little so, thing on Facebook. So the last one that we – saw i don't know if you saw the one from last week but i i it never ceases the to panel amaze me. in the crawl space no, no 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 the one where i'm a septic and well evaluator in macomb county and these guys on 25 mile road were actually bringing city water down from their house uh, half a mile away and they were pouring it into a cistern and they were actually pumping the water and they were drinking <laughs> I, see, in, I seen that out of that water and I i'm sitting here and i go you know, and, and my, you know, my staff is there with me and I'm like, okay, here's what we're going to, and there was a piece of wood sitting on top yeah. of it with a brick and half it was broke. I'm like, and then I opened up, I opened up you the, the got lid. sick drinking that. I opened up and the wolf spider was probably about oh two inches gosh. around and the client or the, 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 the brother comes over and he looks, I'm like, so what happens when that spider dies in that hole? Where does it go? So once again, you'd be surprised. This is the 21st pe- century and people are still drinking water like that. Oh. I mean, and then the other thing too is they actually had the 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 they had the laundry tub that was actually shooting right out to the front yard. <laughs> what? Yeah, they were, you know, and so that's the why. And well, once again, as educators, as a Macomb County Septic and cert- uh, Certified Septic and Well Evaluator, and you've done plenty for us too. That's right. And, and in that's Macomb why, County, you cannot transfer a property without having a well and septic inspection. If you have well and septic, if you only have well, you have to have the well inspection. If you only have septic, you have to have the septic. But if you have them both, there's no transferring a property without those certifications. So yeah, the bacteria, we did the water sampling and I had no faith in that. I knew it was not going to pass. Right. I mean, and sure enough, the, the, I think the chloroform count was 
high. <laughs> I'm like, imagine that. Chloroform. <laughs> yeah. Chloroform. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, the bacteria counts were high in it. So I'm like, yeah, people still do that. Yeah, That's they don't crazy. they don't realize it. They don't so, realize how bad it is. Uh you know how about, the, how about the homeowner special when you go in and they said, I redid everything. I, I redid the plumbing and the electrical and you start looking at it and I mean it's just it's it's crazy. Like you look at the house, you're like, how did this thing not light on fire? Fire, exactly. And keep in mind too that we're not code enforcers. I like to say that I'm a common sense and you know yeah. <laughs> common sense approach to it, and mm-hmm. you just kind of look at how sometimes people wire things up and uh, uh, you know. And the other thing too is what we find people are deceptive and they try to cover sure, things up. Sure. And people get nervous about things, and you know, I, I mean, keep in mind it's a visual inspection. It's a visual inspection. I can't take things down. I'm not destructive. I can't. I think I can't take flooring up, or I can't take paneling off walls right. or drywall right. down. So realistically, it's, it's a, a limited visual inspection. Limited time visual inspection. <laughs> so realistically, there's only so much that we can see. I mean, with our infrared technology, it's kind of given us a little bit of an extra, yeah. so to speak. And but, there's 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 clues and cues to look at, right? I mean, you right. can look at the outside of the house and possibly see things for foundation and whatnot, and, and be able to make some inferences. And, that's right. And give some in- information to the client. Uh, I tell you what. You know, I was in Detroit over in the fishing community off of, uh, what is that? Riverside? No. Riverside? No, no, no. When you get off of, uh, Alter? Alter Road. And that fishing community over there by, uh, yeah, Harbor Mary's Island Park. over there. Oh, man. I was, so when you pull up to a house and you see the house is doing this, you just to our listeners, to our listeners, cause, cause we oh. do our Facebook live to Fair our enough. listeners. What, what are you saying? Uh, it was probably at about a 30 degree list or a slant. So it was the leaning tower of Pisa in it Detroit. Was. And honestly, what happened is the footings had broke cause there was a, there was a, uh, a boat well underneath. And the, when I got into the boat well, there was probably about six inches above where all the wood was. And so what happened is that house literally broke in half. What do you do when you show up to a house and you literally get out of your truck and you look at it and you're like, I can't inspect Like this person's not going to buy this house when I'm done with it. Do you, do you have a, do you still go through it? You or? have to, you have to, because realistically this could be the house of their dreams. And that, there was one time I think in my career that I've told somebody not to buy the house. Wow. Really? One time. And they wound up buying the house. Oh, jeez. St. Clair Shores. Did you get that I, in writing? <laughs> yeah, I went, yeah. And I went down in the crawl space and the post powder beetles had, had hit probably a seven or eight joists underneath the front porch or the fr- front of the house in the front room. What do you call them? Post powder beetles. What's that? So basically, if you're looking at a, uh, a piece of wood and you see little black specks on it. Yep. That's usually a, a, an entry point for a post powder beetle. And they like dark, cool places, i.e. crawl spaces. Crawl spaces. So now what happens is they actually eat the inside of the, the, the two by and it, it, it compromises the integrity of the, of the board. So you're able to take a screwdriver. When I see a post powder beetle hole, I'll actually take a screwdriver and I'll hit the board. And honestly, that seven of the eight that I hit in that front area and they were 16 on center, the screwdriver went through all of them. Oh my God. And I was like, it's going to cost you probably 20 grand to fix this. Yeah. And they still wanted it. They still wanted it. And it turned out that the buyer or the seller was a builder and he had a crew of guys, carpenters on staff, and he actually had them go underneath there and sister everything up. Yeah. Reframe it. Reframed it. So then I went back and I did a wood destroying insect. She refinanced the year later. And she's like, do you remember me? I go, yeah, I remember. I told you not to buy the house. (laughs) He told me not to buy this house. And I was like, what happened? She goes, he fixed everything. And that's fine. Well, like that's you good. gave him the info. I yeah, mean. but th- at least it wasn't a surprise. She knew what she was dealing with. So to answer your question, when I pull up, this could be the house of your dreams. And we're going to go through our procedure. But a lot of times, and Tony knows this, when you see me on an inspection and my eyebrow starts to raise yeah, and yeah. I start to go, <laughs> yeah. the head okay, starts tilting. <laughs> the head yeah. starts to tilt. Okay. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we'll give our clients, uh, we'll give clients, because if you're, you know, 
how much everything's fixable, but how deep are your pockets, right? Sure. Is it worth it? Yeah. So you get to somebody who's a first time home buyer and they've got four kids and, you know, Barely you enough for a down payment. Down They're payment. looking for closing costs. Yeah. Exactly. And you have a foundation issue on this house. Maybe this isn't the right – I, you know, usually the agent says that, but I'm like, you know, I kind of hint towards that. And you can kind of catch my body language a little bit. and yeah. uh, Which I respect because you have a lot of other guys that would just say, this house is horrible. Don't buy this oh, thing. Right. You'd, you'd be crazy to buy this house. It's a I piece of garbage. You know? Oh, I'm sure there's, there's plenty you know, of I think every, every He could probably teach home inspectors and they would probably be, should. Th- to be his competitors. Yeah. And you know competition breeds success. So yeah. at the end of the day, you should probably have a home inspection course teaching people how to do home inspections. You're you're that good at it because people don't understand what integrity is and what we do and and I think us three we really do in, do that integrity is really probably more important that's than right. what we do because yeah. you're only as good as your last yeah. at bat that's and, right and reputation is all we have in life that's and honestly it. Uh, that's where my you know yeah my sense of, of being is where you so know. let me let me I want to roll back before we finish up here because we're almost we out of time five minutes four minutes yeah we got about ten minutes or so how long we got Jessica. Uh, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, 203K. Now, we're always talking to investors and the majority of investors that we, that I know out there are broke or have very little money to work with. And I mean, broke may, meaning they don't have, they're cash broke. I mean, they're, they're cash, cash broke. They're not, they're, yeah. They're not liquid. But a 203K loan would be an FHA loan that loans you the money to do the repair as long as it's your principal residence. That's right. So let's say I want to buy my first home and it needs all these repairs and I want to get it done. So I get approved for a 203K loan and then I got to get somebody to come in there and do the estimate. What do I do, Kevin? Okay. So uh, 203K and here's, here's how it works. I want to do the home inspection first. And I can tell you horror stories about not doing the inspection and the contractor that was hired to do the work did the inspection and we had mold in the attic and we had cracked heat exchangers in the furnaces and that added on to her costs. Sure. So once again, I want to be able to do the inspection. So once you get your, uh, you're approved for this, mm-hmm. uh, then what happens is, uh, you've got to find your contractor. You got to start working out the numbers. And but that's it, can when- it be any contractor? Technically, you're supposed to be on the FHA list for okay, that. So you got to find a 203k correct approved and you, FHA contractor. And if you have a pulse and insurance, you can become an FHA contractor. That's, yeah, that's all you need. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah, having a pulse is. Uh, I deal with them all. The time. That's how. Uh-huh. That's what happened with the mortgage crisis. If you had a pulse, you could get a mortgage. <laughs> yeah, so right. we're we're in the same predicament. So okay, so you find a contractor. Find the contractor. Start working out somebody that you want to be comfortable with that you can work with. And uh, so then you st- we start putting the numbers. We actually when we go in and we do a feasibility study where we go in and we look at what the numbers are and we kind of look at you know what's high what's low and everything has to be itemized on this you can't just do a broad stroke of we're going to paint the walls we're going to recarpet you know we're no, it's got to fix- say 384 square feet of paint exactly. at this so price there's a little bit of work that has to go into this on sure. the contractor's aspect on the contractor's end of it so basically we look at all the numbers and what we do is we put all the paperwork together and we usually you know give it the thumbs up or we make revisions and then what we do is we actually submit that back to the bank and they get approved for it the other thing too about a 203k is making sure that you know if you're buying that $50,000 house and you want to put you know, $250,000 into it, you got to make sure that it's going to appraise too. Sure. So that's a part of the process. And we had one of them that was kind of close to that. I mean, he wanted to put all granite in and everything else. And it, the market really didn't call for that. The neighborhood didn't really 
some upgrades like that. I get it. I get it. So get it. you want to make sure that it appraises. And then basically what we do is when we go over the 35,000, if you're hiring us to consult, then basically what we do is when the What's contract, 35,000? Then you got streamline and non-streamline. So, so streamline is th- under 35,000. Under 35,000. Right? You don't need you then. They don't that. need me. But just once again, we we look at you to, on the inspection and we have to do the feasibility study for you. Okay. That's that's basically so over $35,000, you that's take when care you, of The it. consultant comes in and What's your fees for that? Uh, it varies. Uh, Who size pays of, it? The bank or the buyer? Well, the buyer. The buyer. All up front? Not up front. That's At, part of the loan Part process, of the loan. Because okay. all that gets rolled into your loan. So then what happens is we go out there when the contractor's ready for a draw. Then what happens is that's when we go out there and we take all of our pictures and we submit the paperwork back to the bank. We say, okay, we're ready for the draw. So you're through this. You're tied to this through the whole process. That's right. That's wow. right. So once again, somebody's paying attention at least. That's and, and at least we know it it's is, not somebody. I know what it takes we know to go at least it's, we know it's not somebody or, just with a pulse. Yeah, but <laughs> to go through a thirty-five plus renovation, I mean, it's a lot of time. And yeah, you and I both know what it takes to checking. spend thirty-five so, grand. I mean, yeah, I can only right. imagine with everything else, everything else he has going on with regular home inspections to have to do that. Is taking a lot of a lot of their time. Well, I mean, it's pretty easy. We, it's like any other inspection. We're going to schedule it. And draws. I mean, we we usually make a couple hundred dollars on a draw, and our fees. You know, they could run anywhere from eight hundred to twelve hundred dollars for the for the uh, for the for us to know be that. consultants on it. I didn't know there was oversight on that on those two or two or three Ks. And keep in mind, with know. every estimate that we get, we always add in ten percent. We're always for overages and overages no because what. it happens, and you know that as an investor, yeah. Yeah. it's oh, going to yeah. happen. Forty turns into sixty. Thirty turns <laughs> yep. into forty. Yeah. Exactly. Just, I mean, and then the city happens. comes and they're like, "Oh, hey, yeah. you need a new permit for that? Yeah. You didn't know about yeah. it." Yeah. So once again, that's the kind of the stuff that we understand. And what I like to do with this is I've done enough of these, and actually Tina is the true two hundred three K consultant because she handles all the paperwork. But I like to put everybody on the same page. Sure. I like to meet the client and the contractor, and I like to be there and go, "Okay." We're all going to get along, aren't we? I was, I was going to say, like, what happens when you show up in that contractor? Because I know how they are. I need a draw. I need a draw. You know, oh. they're broke. I need a draw. Well, and you say, and you say, there ain't ten grand worth of work. Done. Well, that's, that's why you're not, not getting. That's you're not getting not a done. mom and pop. Hey, my husband knows how to do this. It's not working. And there's no self help. That's there, what we call self help. Correct. So the, the client can't do any. I mean, in the old days, they used to be able to paint, and they used to. Oh, we're going to put the carpet in, and then you saw a lot of contractor. Uh, client issues with that. Yeah. So once again, there's no more self-help. So the contractor is the quarterback and he has to do everything. Right. So, so one contractor has to hire all the subs. You can't say, That's oh, right. I've got, I've got my brother-in-law's an electrician. Like you said, the se- yeah. I mean, if he could work for the contractor, it's one thing, but at the end of the day, you still have to be licensed. And I, and- I kind of laugh at it because the one contractor, oh, I've done 20 of these. I do these all the time. And then all of a sudden he calls the office the day that they close. He's like, I need $50,000 for a draw. <laughs> I'm like, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. You haven't done, done, a, haven't done a stitch of work. Haven't done any work. What's you the know? main reason most businesses fail in the first five years? Undercapitalized. Undercapitalized. Mm-hmm. When you call a contractor and he needs that kind of money up front, oh, man. Th- beware of the beware. All right. So let me ask you guys this. Yeah. How do you find a good contractor? In your, in your business, word of mouth, word of mouth, asking. I mean, really, at this point, it's a crapshoot. You could call right now. I'm calling. I'm trying to get a concrete guy to do work at my big renovation at Gross Point, and you wouldn't believe what I'm going through. And and I'm talking reputable companies. The problem is everybody is so busy right now, and the economy is so oh, yeah. damn good. Half of these companies forgot what customer service is. You yeah. want to know why? Because I tell them to you know go f themselves, and they got three months of work lined up anyway. So now they don't care. Yeah. It wasn't like it was seven years ago when they beg you for work and you know give you their best price and call you and follow up. I talk so 
a landscaper today and I said, look it, I need some help. I says, give me a fair price. I said, I'll send you a ton of business. He goes, I don't need any more business. I got 16 crews, <laughs> you know, and it's like, I'm booked out two months in they advance. They come right out and it's tell a, you that. And it's I'm amazing. Like, well, I, don't, I don't need any more business. Is, I said, maybe you need 18 though? crews. Is that good? That, that they tell you right out of the gate? Yes, it is good. Because, because they're not going to waste your time yeah. and your expectations are, you're not going to have any expectations. Well, I respect it because I know if I need this aspect of the project done because it's holding up three others, that he's not my guy, so don't waste any more time or energy on and it. And keep in mind, every level of investor, I mean, you were talking about that, everyone's different. Sure. If you're flush with cash or if you're not, and then you want the cheapest guy and you want to beat him up <laughs> on the price, and then if there's a nick in the door that he installed and you want to take you know, another $200 to off of that, I understand from the inspector, you know, from the investor standpoint, but you beat a contractor up. No, you can't. Good. So, so, so you can't do that. In this you take market. care of them. You know, I, yeah. I used to be able to do that five years ago. Here's my Not price. Anymore. It's 500 bucks. Do you want the job or not? Cause I got five other guys that want it. Right now. I'm like I said, in one of the previous shows, I'm talking a little nicer to them. I'm saying, please. That's right. <laughs> but you at know, the end of the day, I th- here's cat. I got, you know, so at the end a- of the day, they're still your partners, even though they work for you and you're the main guy, they're still your partners and you got to treat them like your partners. I wouldn't tell, I would tell your investors, Let's start with uh, let's start with uh, Angie's list, you know, because my company I'm the highest, most reviewed, highest rated on Angie's list. Uh, home advisor, okay, but realistically, you don't want to call Craigslist. No, Kevin's learned Kevin learned that the hard yeah. way already. You know, well, hey, listen, uh, he's right. I mean, it's a crapshoot, and probably nine out of ten guys aren't going to work out. Now, mm-hmm. over a hundred guys, I've. Found seven or eight guys. Correct. And that's what you do. But the best guys have been word of mouth. Like I said, you know, when I really need somebody, I'll throw it out on Facebook. Honestly. Facebook. Honestly, right? there are investor sites. There are investor sites. I had a client the other day who called me about a roof that was leaking. I'm like, you need to get this fixed now. And he, the Gross Point Mom Swap or the Dad yeah. Swap yeah. or something like that, which honestly, if you're a contractor, if you're anybody and you make a mistake on that, they're going to talk about you. Yeah. Normally, I call a friend and I have him get me a few estimates. And then after I get the estimates, I have him schedule the repairs on Thursday of next week. And then he takes care of it all for me. Yeah. Okay. That's a joke, you guys. Yeah, Home and- look at this guy. Look at this guy. So, I can't even tell a good joke today. What the so, hell? so once again, I mean, paying the contractors and making sure they're diligent, uh, your diligence and finding them. But I think yeah. that, you know, I'm not a big fan of Yelp. I think there's a lot of crazy people out there and I deal yeah. with it every day and Yelp reviews are garbage to me. There's always that element it's, of somebody's just going to make nasty comments. Just there's a lot of people because they're angry because they're bored and miserable. You'll get home, more, man, you'll get more people to saying do. bad things about you that you, because they have passionate. Oh, they're upset. I, I, I listed a rental me. property on, on Craigslist and rent links and whatnot. And I had like 20 people and I, and I took a deposit and rent it out. I own the home. I own, you know, <laughs> multiple homes. And I, I started getting emails from one lady that was interested saying, you're going to be in the Fox two hall of shame. You don't own oh. that home and this and that i said i'm gonna get seven on my side i said you're gonna i said you're gonna look like an idiot (laughs) go to the city of east point ask them you know who i am and if i own the property i said don't waste your time you know but my point is is that you can't control what some people say you know if uh if if out of 10 people nine of them say say you're good and that you do a good job then you're probably doing something right that's right that one person is an outlier probably reputation is all we have in life that's it that's it doing what you say you're gonna do right yeah Yeah. you know just doing what you're saying that's what i'm getting frustrated with, with with some contractors i got an asphalt company right now said they're going to be at my house on july 9th to rip out and install on the 17th this was from their main guy then i talked to the owner yesterday and he says that uh they're not sure when they're going to rip it out and they're going to be in the first week of august it's like you know can you can you guys decide because i have to schedule landscapers and and uh 
We got some noise going on. There's, a, there's a car alarm going <laughs> off, and it's sounding in the building here. <laughs> Nobody was, was trying to get everybody's he attention. Was me. <laughs> I think it was me. Nobody was listening. I'm like, to who me. is stealing my Jeep? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Sorry uh, about that, folks. I apologize. No, no, no. You hey, know what? Time has flown. Yeah, we're 50 this, minutes This has got to be one of our. our we could go on another hour. We right? We'll bring him on. We'll bring him back on. Love to have you back on. Would you like to be back on? Thanks a lot for the opportunity. And once again, our pleasure. Go ahead and tell us how to get how do we get a hold of you? Somebody has a house that they're going to buy and uh, they need you know an inspector who do they call my name is kevin stripling the name of the company is home inspection professionals you can reach us at www.homeinspectionprofessionals.com uh 586-443-5042 877-HIP-3200 that's how you get hold of them facebook Facebook, you can find us when they call they're going to speak to tina most likely most likely tina or Kristen. and keep in mind too you can schedule online 24 7 Wow. So for our agents, that's one thing that we do for them is let's say you ink that deal at 10 o'clock at night. You can always go to our website and we do have an online scheduler. Wow. So that 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 really helps out too. So that's awesome, Kevin. If somebody wants to, yeah, if somebody sell has a home, a, yeah, or, if anybody out there has a house that they want to just sell for cash, quick, be done with it, distress sale. You know, somebody passed away in the family. You just you don't want people walking through your home. I, I have cash. I can close you in five days. Give me a call at five eight six eight five five. Four zero four one, or go to my Facebook page, Cash the Number Four Your House Now, and take a look. And then, likewise, if anybody has a home that they want to list for sale in this hot market, prices are through the roof. If you want to cash out on that equity, or you have a house that you found that you want to buy and aren't working with a realtor, definitely give Tony and his team a call at five eight six seven seven three four four zero zero, or find us at uh, on Facebook at the Raffin Team. Or you can go to our website, www.talktotony.com. That's another one for you guys. You can enjoy it. (laughs) And if you like what you uh, heard today, if you found it interesting, please share our Facebook page and a link with everybody. Comment. Comment on today's show if you have questions for Kevin. We went through so much information. We touched on so many things that we literally could talk another three or four hours with him. If anybody has a question about the house they're looking to buy or or a question they have about inspections or something about a home, type in the comments. And next show or next time we have Kevin on, we'll definitely circle back and hit it. Or we'll reply right back on Facebook, too. And And you can find us at fixitandflipit.com. And you can also find us on SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. We're big time now. (laughs) <laughs> Anything else you got to plug or no? No, I got nothing else to plug that's except what would you do on the 4th of July, Kevin? 4th of July? Uh, I think I was on the water. See, that's I was yeah. Yeah. East I Sider. Out, I got out there for a little bit too. I was on the boat. So yeah. Wow. Hey, big shout out to my wife because I told her I was please. doing a podcast. Yeah. Please. She's like, I'll listen. I'm gonna, I, I love podcasts. And I'm like, awesome. So hey, Shan, love you and thanks for listening. All right. Like they say, if uh, if you don't want a broke man, you better be be able to deal with a busy man, right? That's so absolutely I'm sure correct. She's uh, you know his rock behind him, and, 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 and in the she's part a teacher, of, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, integral well, part of, of where I am today because of her. So, That's yeah. awesome. Well, awesome. Thanks for uh, thanks for being with us again. Look forward to hearing uh, your comments and concerns down below. Let us know. We'll get back with you. Any questions for future episodes? Any ideas or anybody you think that would be awesome to be on the show? Uh, leave us a a message on our Facebook page and we'll get back with you right away. Thanks again for being uh, on and listen to our show. Bye. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you. You've been listening to Fix It and Flip It with Tony Raffin and Kevin McClellan. Be sure to stop by our Facebook page, like it and follow and come back again next week so you can arm yourselves with the tools and strategies to become a successful real estate entrepreneur. This is Fix It and Flip It.